Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, I'm Sean Callahan, And I'm Mark Schenk. And you've probably noticed that we've been off the air for a couple of weeks. This is mainly due to uh, Sean and I being, well, traveling across Australia and across the world. One of the benefits of doing that, however, is that we've managed to bump into some clients, uh, some friends, and we've been able to collect some stories to share on the podcast. And the first one of those is today. Yeah, I can't wait to actually you know, have a good chat about these stories. We've got some rippers, haven't we? It's been great on our travels hearing so many people who have listened to the podcast and they're using the stories. Yes, uh, it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, which is exactly why we do it. Right, definitely. Okay, Mark, so you've got this one. to If you can just intro it, and then we'll, we'll cut to the story. Right. In 2013, we did the project for Yammer where we trained customer success managers across the world to use stories to engage with customers more effectively to help them understand how to use Yammer and to share experiences about the use of Yammer so that they would do it more. One of the participants in the workshop in London was Steve Crompton and I caught up with Steve in London. It was a lovely time. We met at St. Catherine's Dock and had a cup of coffee. Good coffee, by the way. We found good coffee in London. Terrific. And Steve shared a story that he uses regularly in change management. And so we'll just cut straight to the story and then we talk about why it works and how we can use it in a business context. Back in 2017, there was a guy called Samet who was working in, in, as a security guard in, in Heathrow. And, you know, as, as you're going through back to Australia... Flying back out of, of uh, where Terminal Three, Terminal Two, it's a Terminal Five. This terminal time. Five. So you know, imagine you you, you see Summit and they're you know, saying laptops out, iPads out, put it in the in the plastic boxes. So Summit was working as a security guard doing that exact same job back in in 2017, and Summit was was so passionate about working at Heathrow back maybe about 15 years ago. He did his work experience at Heathrow. He was working in in the baggage reclaim. He's worked at various different jobs. And so, you know, he was getting his normal uh, security security guards wage, um, which I don't imagine they pay those guys too much. Not not a great not a great deal, but you know he was doing fine. But he was, um, you know, he, he was just so passionate about what he was doing at, at, at Heathrow, and he started to notice little inefficiencies around paper and you know how they were how they were getting things done. And um, one one evening, he saw this uh, this YouTube video on something called Power Apps, which is one of the Microsoft products within the Microsoft 365 suite. And he started doing a little bit of exploring and he, he, he tried looking at, uh, you know, what paper-based processes he could almost digitalize. And so he, one of the processes that he was really responsible for was actually looking at, you know, when, um, when, when they confiscate some of your items, they basically have to write it on a piece of paper. They've got to uh, say, you know, this is a name, this is a description of, of, the, uh, of the item. And then all of a sudden that would get written out, stapled to a bag and then sent somewhere. The problem is that the paper can get lost or if it goes out in the rain, the ink will, the ink will run. And it was just a highly inefficient way of doing things. So what Samit did is he basically looked at this process and tried to map that into the digital technologies using power apps. Is he trained to do this? Not, not at all. So he basically found a YouTube video and he completely self-taught him, taught himself. It was absolutely astonishing. And then he started to look at other processes in the company as well, uh, well, actually within the security team. And he came up with about three or four other processes that he 
that, that he saw and recognised where he could improve. So what he did is he basically took it, took it on himself in the evenings. He would go home and then work on, you know, mapping these processes digitally. At the next team meeting, he went in to see his boss and um, it, he basically showed the, his boss all of this work that he'd been doing. And his boss goes, oh my God, that's absolutely incredible. This is really going to save us time. It's going to save us money and it's going to really improve customer experience across Heathrow airports. Take a month off. You know, out of the security team, out of the baggage, you know, checking people's bags. And I want you to go around all of the other terminals and start looking at where we can improve right across the security teams. So obviously he's made a big impression. He's made a huge impression. But, it, you know, this is all self-taught. It's all him on his own initiative and really sort of grabbing grabbing the opportunity. So what he does is he, he basically... Uh, he goes around and, and he finds out a, lo- a load of different processes where he can improve upon using Microsoft Power Apps. Anyway... To his surprise, he gets a call from, from the IT department well, back in the, in the headquarters, and he didn't know who was calling him. So he, he goes, goes to the head, head office, and uh, you know, he's going into this meeting. He's a little bit apprehensive. He's like, what have I done wrong? Have I, <laughs> have I broken anything? Or, you know, what, you know what, what's happening? Who have I upset? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, the, the IT guys basically say, Samit, we've, we've heard what you've done. This is absolutely incredible. We'd love to take you on as a, as a secondment you know, into the IT team. He has no formal training in IT. Nothing, just a passion and an interest. Anyway, basically he is, you know, fast forward to, to, to now, he's basically running a team where he's developing power apps right across Heathrow airports. Absolutely amazing. But the biggest surprise here is that what, what actually happened was earlier this summer, Satya Nadella calls Summit. So this is the CEO the of CEO Microsoft. The CEO of Microsoft, yeah, contacts Summit and says, Summit, We've heard about the work you're doing at Heathrow Airports, and I want you to present on stage with me at the uh, Inspire conference in Las Vegas this summer that's taken place. And I'll share the link to, to, the, to Samit's video on stage with Satya Nadella. And he tells his own story, probably way better than I can. But, you know, it was just such a, an inspiring story to see, you know, a, a guy that had a passion about his organisation, took it upon himself, and, you know, Beyond his wildest dreams, he, he's, he's now doing something where just a few years ago that he wouldn't have been able to dream about this. Hey, great story. I love it. It's, uh, you know, it was one of those very relatable stories, isn't it? Yeah, and I like it because Steve uses it a lot. Does he? He's told it a number of times. And he obviously gets good response from it. Totally. Yes. You know, there's a bunch of things in that story I think stand out for me as to why it would have a good response. I mean, but the first thing that jumps out the most is the fact that it's a relatable story. So many of us have, have had that experience of walking through and seeing, you know, someone like Samat, you know, pushing us L- through. Laptops the, out. Laptops out, you know, sort of uh, iPads out. You know, just that phrase actually was nice. It's very evocative of that moment, isn't it? Yeah, that moment. And it's... Always a bit of a, for me, a bit of a tense moment, even though I do it all the time, always wondering whether your bag is going to be slid off to the side there and you have to go through it all and Yeah, exactly. And pull exactly. It apart. So I think that immediately gives you something to connect with, with the story. The other thing I think about that uh, springs to mind for this story is it is a classic rags to riches story, isn't it? We love that story. Yes. And it's just built in we love to hear that we will hear it a million times Hollywood has made a very good uh, living out of that story right in in many different forms and this is a 
I guess, a very simple, uh, as you say, relatable yes. version of that rags to riches. Yes, indeed. One of the things I like about this story and, and why it works is because it's not... There's some rags to riches story where people get lucky and the rags to riches tale is based yeah, on right. But this is based on initiative. Yeah, just hard work, right? Intelligence, a desire to make a difference, yeah, of hard work. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, the uh, I guess the other thing that uh, stands out for me, it's a series of events, you know, and each one escalates in its impact for Samet, right? So, you know, he starts off, he gets this little old idea, he just goes to YouTube, he, you know, tries to work it out. You know, he does work it out, gets a few things going, and then, of course, you've got this manager who says, and this is, I think, is really important, the manager who goes on and says... Wow, that's amazing. Why don't you take a month off? I mean, a month to focus on that effort. Go around to all the other terminals and check it all out. I'd like to come back to that when we talk about how we could use that story in a business sense because I think what you've said there is a very important lesson from this particular story. Yes, yeah, no, that's true. And I also want to pick up on, it seems like uh, the series of events, as you said, it's like there's orders of magnitude of change. Yes, right. He's doing security checks and then he's got some process improvement ideas and then suddenly he's got a month of working on process improvement across that and then suddenly he's working in IT and then he's on stage with Sachin Adela. It's like whole, like orders of magnitude of change. It's true. It's true. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, and, and it's surprising you're not expecting that at the end, you know, that that's where he'll end up. Yeah. And, of course, it's inspiring. It's an inspiring story. Yeah. Yeah, it gives that sort of message. Anyone can do this, right? Exactly. So just take the have the gumption. Uh, many great features of that story, and Steve's told it a couple of times. So yes. uh, you know, he does a pretty good job of telling that story. I hear he had a cold though. He he, he did have a bit of a cold, and so uh, <laughs> uh, he was. Poor there was master. times when we were struggling uh, <laughs> during the uh, uh, recording. Okay, so if that's you know the things that we like about the story, I mean what are going to be some of the things that where you would use this story? What would make it a business story, do you think? Applying a clear point to the story, and I think there are numerous ways you could apply a, a meaningful business point to that story. And the first one for me is anyone can make a change. Yeah. Yeah, just get down and do it. You see the opportunity and you make it happen. How many times have you seen situations where uh, you know employees have got usually through the culture of the organisation, have got to a point where they just feel like they can't make a difference and they just then fall into almost like being a cog in the wheel, right? Yeah, and you could use that story as a way of breaking out of that that rut. But, you know, I think there is a, another overlay to this and that is it's quite surprising in some ways the response of his managers, right, which is another point you could actually make out of this story. You could sort of say... You know, if you have, if you're a leader who is a yes and sort of guy, you know, or gal, who you know, when a when when a colleague comes up with a great idea, you know, you give them the space, the time, and resources to actually make something happen out of it. I mean, how motivating would that be? That'd right? be fantastic. And so this was this application is where a senior leader is talking to his subordinate leader, saying, "Folks, you need to create the conditions where people feel safe, comfortable." willing to step up and make a difference. You know, and I would go one step further because I totally agree with what you're saying there, but 
almost wrapping that all around is clearly a, a mindset, a principle of that organization that they're willing to give resources to try things out, to experiment. Because how many managers, you know, frontline people you know, who can sort of say, actually, I'm going to give you a month off your standard job and I'm going to put you over here for a month to do this other thing. That doesn't happen that often. No, that's right. Most managers don't have that sort of autonomy. No. The constraints within which they operate are way too tight. Uh, I have this number of people. I've got this many shifts to fill. Yes, yeah. And so it does speak volumes about the culture of that organisation. That's it. And so, again, just taking it back to the uh, business application of that, a senior leader talking to subordinate leaders about creating the conditions where this sort of stuff is possible. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so you got it from, you know, Samit's perspective, you got it from, you know, sort of the frontline leader's perspective, but you got it from an organisational culture perspective. So it's great. Yeah, it great is. Great opportunities in that story. And another business point that I'd like to attach to that, or that I could imagine being attached to that, is one of... Uh, don't expect the world to do to set your career. You need to make your own luck. Take see opportunities, make something happen. Teach yourself as Samit did. You know, he went onto YouTube and suddenly he's learning how to use Microsoft Power Apps and being able to do process improvement, uh, having based uh, off his own, off the back of his own effort. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey, tell me, what do you think would make this story even better? Like, is there elements here you think? You know, maybe with some small tweaks, this could have even more impact. Well, I know how you could uh, have more impact because when Steve told that, that story to me over coffee before we recorded it, he actually added in a whole bunch of details that he didn't feel that he was appropriate for, for him to add in in the recording. Right? Things about you know, Samet being on a low wage, the fact that Samet had two kids and was living with his wife and two kids in a room in his mother's house, struggling to make ends meet on a uh, on the wage, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, yeah. And so he didn't say things like that in the in the telling. So I guess uh, a little bit more about Samet would have been nice. Yeah, I would have loved to see a little bit. Uh, so, what does this guy look like? You know, how old is he? Um, what's no, his background? What's his background? Those sort of things. Just you know, paint a little bit more of a picture of Sam Samet, just so that we can have a connection to him and really understand, you know, what he was up against in in getting these things done. I think that would be good. It's of course it's, it provides that contrast that we love as well, right? Indeed. When he gets to the other end and he's presenting at the conference and, you know, and he's got the bigger job and, you know, it all sort of changes for him. Yeah, and the the extent of that surprise of Satya Nadella making a call, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The other thing too is, you know, a classic rags to riches story uh, is one where you, you know, you go up and up and up, but at some point you have to go down. A reversal. A bit of a reversal of fortune, right? Yeah. You have to have something like that just to... That's where drama is created. And there was a point where there was a little bit of it, you know, when he gets the call to go to headquarters to talk to the CIO or the IT group, you can feel that there was some hesitation, some concern. You know, I don't know what actually happened. And so, you know, you wouldn't want to make it up or anything like that. But if it was a real deep concern that he actually thought he was his job was on the line, that's something you'd want to retell because... That makes the story a lot more interesting. Indeed. And when Steve did tell it, uh, Samet was concerned because he wasn't sure why he was being called up there. So it could have been good. It could have been bad. So, yeah, just just amping that up would, re would really 
raise the stakes in yeah, that in that part of the exactly. uh, in that part of the story. Exactly. Yeah. No, great story. I think um, you know it'd be one that can be told very easily, and it reminded me of other stories. Right? And in fact, that's one of the things that makes that story so good because it reminded me of another story as well. Yeah. So, what did it what did it remind you of? Well, I was in uh, where was I? Um, I think I was in Adelaide. No, I was actually in Sydney, and someone was telling me about a young fellow who was um, getting treatment at a hospital for, I think it was cancer or something like that. A very rare form of cancer. And he had to be there every day for this treatment. And I think he must have been around 13 or 14 years old. And he noticed his parents had to pay for parking every day and it was costing them a fortune. And so on his own bat, this guy decides to put together a you know, essentially a, a campaign to get the laws changed in New South Wales so that they didn't charge for regular patients at New South Wales hospitals. He changed that law. Oh, wow. Not bad, eh? For, for a 13-year-old. I think that was pretty good. He got wow. a you know, sort of uh, whole bunch of signatures on a petition and went and saw the Premier. And, you know, and at first it was like, he, he, got, he, he ran up against all sorts of problems and no one was listening to him. But eventually he ended up with hundreds of thousands of um, signatures and absolutely just you know, made a big change for and a lot of people. Doesn't that say a lot about that guy's character, that young man's character? Yeah. And I was just thinking, later in life, when he's applying for jobs and sends in his resume, his CV... You'd be telling that story, wouldn't you? You'd well, be you'd putting think, it in somewhere. Well, <laughs> that story would be far more powerful than any CV, oh, yeah. than any master's degree, yeah. because I would want to employ that guy, guy. with that sort of character. You betcha. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so the Samet story, you know, quickly reminds you of how the little guy can make a difference, I suppose, and that's, you know, the thing that stands out in that story, you know, and, and you know, can happen for anyone if you want to make it happen. What about some scoring, though? We need to do um, I think you know, a couple of great scores idea. on this story. Why don't you kick off, Mark? What, what do you think? What are you going to give this? I'm going to give it a seven. I really like it. Very usable. Easy to tell. You know, I was thinking seven as well. It's a, okay. it's a good story to have in your back pocket, and a I very, can imagine myself telling it. A solid story to have in your story bank. Fantastic. I'd just like to say thank you very much to Steve Crompton for sharing that story and for buying me coffee and wish him well in his business. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Steve. It's, it was great. Well, guys, I think it's uh, time to wrap things up. Thanks again for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And, of course, tune in next time for another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Mm-hmm.